I like that. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. One of the problems that we have is not understanding the difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. They're, they're, they're two separate things. And one of the things that we need to get more familiar with is how to make decisions, uh, the right decisions, and those right decisions will come through God's wisdom and not through human wisdom. I was listening to uh, uh, Dr. Stanley made a very good point. I want everybody to hear what I'm getting ready to say. The decisions that you make, some of those decisions will outlive you. The decisions you make, some of those decisions will outlive you. As many of you in here have children, and some of you will get married and have children, you got to understand that some of the decisions you may make will go to the first, second, and third generation. And so we want to make our decisions through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and not human, okay, and not human wisdom. It's just like I've seen so many young people uh, listen to their parents. Parents, listen to me. Your wisdom, you want your child to be such and such, right? And it makes sense because you're dealing about the finances and you can go here and get a career and do this and that. But God's wisdom will put that child in a place where it fulfills his purpose. Do you understand what I'm saying is? We can just, you can look at certain people. Uh, if uh, President Obama's wife, Michelle Obama, would have went with her wisdom, and she said this herself, she would have never wanted her husband to get into the political arena. And if you recall, they had asked her if she would ever get in politics, and her words was, I hate politics. But she followed her husband, okay, and we thank the Lord for that because he broke his, made history, right? Whether you like his politics or not, it's not the issue. The, the thing is, so I want all of you all to get a better understanding. Each one of you in here is responsible for what you say and what you do. You gotta ask yourself, how many, what am I saying now, and this decision I'm making now, I gotta be very careful because this decision may outlive me, mm -hmm. right? And if it's a good decision, you don't mind if that decision outlives you. In the Fields family, everybody is an athlete. Mm -hmm. All of the grandkids, everybody's an athlete, all right? All my kids are all athletes, okay? And they all done very well in playing. And so uh, Isaac started out, played Little League Baseball. He was pretty good at that, really pretty good at that. And then he played, uh, of course, uh, went out to track and uh, uh, was one of the most beautiful things a coach ever said. Because, you know, he could have kept staying in the track, but something had happened where he had a concert, the same thing as a track meet. But his track coach didn't use human wisdom and say, well, we, maybe you can do both. His track coach told him, i never forget, Isaac, if I could sing like you, I would never run track. <laughs> Are y'all staying with me? And uh, that track coach was probably dead, but that decision that he inspired for Isaac is still living on. Are y'all with me? And then I was the same way. You know, hey, do what you do best. You see, so this is what we want to talk about. The difference between, listen to me very carefully, the difference between your human wisdom and God's 
wisdom. I had a friend and that made a huge mistake, had a wonderful young lady that was in his life who would have been an incredible wife, had it all down together, an incredible wife. And he said, you know, one of these days, I might want to slow down and get married. He said, one of these days. Okay, and what happened, it happened, but not to the one that he should have been with. And so he went the route. Two or three wives. God put the right one there. But a human wisdom said to him, you need to sow your wild oats. That's what we say back in the day. Back in the day. All right? That decision cost him. I want to make sure you all get this message today. Every decision you make, make sure you understand what you're doing because that decision is going to outlive you, good or bad. And so when we talk about it uh, in the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 1 and 25, the voice, you can count on this. God's foolishness will always be wiser than mere human wisdom. God's foolishness is way beyond human wisdom. And God's weakness will always be stronger than human strength. God's wisdom is way beyond anything that we can deal with, and his strength is way beyond anything we can deal with. And you need to get this in your head and make sure there are certain things that I do with my own strength. But then I have been wise enough in the last few years, especially the last few years, have allowing God's wisdom okay, to be my strength. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I got some good news. You're living good now? Mm -hmm. Trouble going to find you. Yeah. And you need to get stronger in God's spirit. Get out of yours. Mm -hmm. All right? The passion says, oh, you can go ahead and read it. For the foolish things of God have proven to be wiser than human wisdom. Remember that. Wiser than human wisdom. He's talking to us. Mm -hmm. God's foolishness is wiser than we'll ever be. All right? And the feeble things of God have proven to be far more powerful than any human ability. That's pretty simple, isn't it? My thing is, what spirit are you dealing with and what spirit is controlling your life? You see? Have you ever seen some people they can just get through anything. I mean, it's just like, man, they just keep moving. Yeah, they just, they just keep, they just keep going, keep going. They found the solution that their human wisdom is weak, but God's wisdom is stronger. Guess what else they found out? Their feeble body is weak, but God's strength makes them stronger. And so when they are able or they have to go get radiation infusions, and everybody's wondering how they gonna make it, they come to the pulpit on Sunday morning. You see? On God's strength, not on human strength. Because human strength, you be in bed. Pour me, pour me. And if you're not careful, you be pour me, pour me another drink or something, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to hum, numb yourself. You see what I'm saying? 
sooner or later you're going to find out in life that your human strength won't cut it. But God's strength will help you get through no matter what that situation is. If you prepare yourself for this now, then you'll be ready when that thing happens. Sometimes you have to let things go. You see, now I told y'all why I do this. This is how pastor does this. They should have had a gospel Johnny, but they don't have a gospel Johnny, right? I blame, I get on the Holy Spirit. And here's what I say. I use the scriptures. The Bible says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Didn't it not say that? So this is Johnny's prayer. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the word of God says my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're responsible for my body. I ask you to cleanse it up, purify it. Yeah, take cancer out of it, take any disease, diabetes, sugar, high blood pressure, take all that out of the body. It is your responsibility because it's your temple, and I'm looking for you to take care of your temple. That's how I pray. What can I do? You see? And what he doesn't take out, he uses it as a lesson for me to motivate myself and to motivate other folk, motivate other people. That's God's wisdom. That's God's wisdom. All right, are you learning something? All right. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, starting at verse 6 from the NIV. And I've got four different versions of this because I wanted you to get this. When you walk out of this church, you will never again rely on human spirit or human wisdom. It's good in some cases, but not always. Do you know that human wisdom comes from books and personalities? I can tell you this, human wisdom will tell you that you're not going to make it through this situation or circumstance. And they write with human wisdom. But people make it through that, don't they? Because they don't listen to human wisdom. They listen to God's wisdom. Right? You all see him every Sunday. Both have been dead five five to seven years, Mr. Fields. And they, they looked at me like that was, that was great. You ain't going to die tomorrow. We're going to give you five or seven years. You know, see, and yeah, that was human. They were right. They were right because they were looking out of the eyes of human wisdom. But God's wisdom told me, I have the last say. Keep moving. Are you with me? Okay. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. And, and he, he does what? He speaks it among what? Mature. You see, I had human wisdom. And I said, if Gwen would act like me, I'd divorce her. Do not know. I said it. I know how kind of fool I was. Come on. And I told her, it's a boy. If you was acting like me, we'd be divorced when we first got married, okay? All right? Y'all like your pastor, don't you? Love your pastor? Yes, sir. You need to thank God she had human, uh, uh, God wisdom. Because pastor would have been out uh, in the grave or someplace else. She was coming through human wisdom. No, excuse me, spiritual wisdom. I was talking human wisdom. I was really right about where I was at. She was right about where she was at. I was in the human. She was in the spiritual. 
that decision changed a lot of people's lives. I'd have never been coaching the Kansas City Blazers. That's the team that Trevor and all those, some of the kids you all know. I'd have never been at Park College coaching. Never been a pastor. You understand? But thank God that one half of us had God's wisdom. Even though the other half was over here with human wisdom. Okay. You know when a message comes, talking to somebody. All right? The message of wisdom is not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Yeah, and we live in that. Mm -hmm. We live in that. Right now, we live in that. I've, I don't know what's going on in this country of the way people process things. But here we are. Because we're dealing with human wisdom and not spiritual wisdom. Okay, here we go. Where am I at? Verse 7 says, no, we declare God's wisdom. And this is what this church is. We declare God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. A mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Do you know God's wisdom knew who you were before you were even born? He had a plan for you before you were born. But the problem of it is you have to have God's wisdom to know what that plan is. All right, here we go. And the message puts it this way. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. So I want to be, I want God to reveal to me through the Holy Spirit his purpose for me. Every day. Every day. All right. You don't find it lying around on the surface. And that, in other words, you can't have a mind-deep religion. The Holy Spirit's not a mind-deep religion. It's deeper than that. All right? And it's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. <laughs> what God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. God wants to bring out his best in what? In us. I'm going to get selfish. God wants to bring out his best in me. Me. And so I want to be a spirit-minded individual so that God's message will move my life in the direction he would have it to go. Amen. All right? And that was long before we ever arrived on the scene. Be way before Johnny Chesterfield Jr. arrived on the scene, mm -hmm. God knew if everything would put it in order, he'd be standing here. You see? Anybody that knew me back in the day couldn't visualize me standing in anybody's pulpit. <laughs> but, but God knew that, right? Okay. None of the rulers now, of... Now, y'all don't want me to tell you, tell you what happened to us on last uh, couple of days, Friday. Can we tell you? I was very nice to the, to the waitress, wasn't I? And what did she say? She looked at Gwen and said, you married a great guy. So take that. <laughs> That's a true story. All right. Verse 8. Read. <laughs> 
None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. If they would have really understood who Jesus was, would they have killed him? Would they have crucified him? You know, man has to be in the human spirit to kill his God. All right? However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. And I want everybody to listen to this. The things God has prepared for those who love him. You love God? Yes. You have no idea what he's prepared for you. And it doesn't matter what age you are up in here. You see, what has God prepared for you? you know, what are the blessings God has prepared for you? You love him? Then he's got something he's prepared for you. Because he loves you. You see? Going to verse 10, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. But listen, you only get it revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Human spirit has no clue, but God's spirit knows who you are. God's spirit knows who you are. Okay? And the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The spirit knows the deep things of God. If you want to know the good, deep things of God, guess who can show you the deep things of God? The Holy Spirit. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit enough in church. Jesus is here. No, he ain't. Jesus says, I go away to the Father, but the Father will not leave you comfortless. I will pray, and he will send you another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, and he will bring back to your remembrance of what I have taught you and he will show you things to come. Now, that's good stuff. All right? So if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you new things and things to come. Nothing can sneak up on a sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost person because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you before it gets there. You see? For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? Listen here. Quit telling people I know you. You don't know them. The only person that knows another person, the person is that person's spirit. Have you ever thought you had somebody and you really like them as a friend or you're dating them or whatever, and you just fell in love with them and then the real person stepped up? You see? Well, I, and here's this, well, I thought I knew you. Nobody knows me but my spirit and the Holy Spirit. You should never be shocked trying to figure out who somebody else is. Sister Counselor, Sister Counselor says, it ain't none of your business, no way. That's what she says. I love it. Go ahead. Where am I? And continuing in verse 11, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So who knows? Nobody knows the thoughts of God, but what? The, the Spirit, Spirit of, of God. God. So I can't know God's thoughts unless the Holy Spirit reveals to me, my spirit, what God wants for me. You see? And I pray that sometimes. God revealed to me. You see? He looked, oh, Holy Spirit revealed to me what God would have me to do. Then the Holy Spirit reveals to me those things. You see? Even in messages, you'd be surprised how many times a message changes. 
I want to do this. Sister Kim, Holy Spirit says, shut up. <laughs> do this. Because my human spirit, that's a good message if I would do that. The Holy Spirit said, well, that's not the one you're doing Sunday if you're following me. Because I won't sponsor it. That's scary, isn't it? The voice puts it this way. Who can see into a man's heart and know his thoughts? Who can see into a man's heart and know his thoughts? How many of us have been picked up on that? All right. Only the spirit that dwells within the man. Only the spirit that dwells within the man. Okay. And in the same way, the thoughts of God are known only by his spirit. You can't know God in the human spirit. You can only know God through the Holy Spirit. Period. There's a whole bunch of religious folks say they know God. No, they know of him. But they don't know him because it can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. And you all know the church folks that ain't filled with the Holy Spirit, right? There's a lot of religious people, you see? Mm -hmm. But they don't know him. They just know of him. And they can't know him unless the Holy Spirit reveals him to each one of you. Okay. And again from the message, the same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. See? Holy Spirit knows what God's thinking and he lets me in on it. Now, I can't speak for you. I'll sit over here. The Holy Spirit knows what God's thinking. He can reveal to you what God's thinking. Your human spirit can't even comprehend it. You see? I hope somebody in here is getting something out of this. And I, I hope you're getting something out of this. Come on, folks. It'll reveal it to you. You know, I've said it a lot of times. I want somebody <clears throat> to come to me one day that's going to, wanting to get married and is in love and tells me, Pastor, I just love her spirit, his spirit. And the Holy Spirit has revealed to me this is the love of my life. Because the Holy Spirit's better than matching up than we are. And y'all better say amen, because I know a bunch of y'all in here have been married two or three times. <laughs> That's just for real. You know it. See, pastors are cowards sometimes in the pulpit. Y'all's ain't. Yeah. Come on here. Okay. Pick a number, huh? Go ahead. Twelve. What we have received is not the spirit of the world. Now, we haven't received the spirit of the world, but the spirit whom is from God. Mm -hmm. Come on, church. That's right. It's the spirit from God is what we've received. Mm -hmm. Right? So that we may understand what God has freely given us. And then we can understand what God has freely given us. Yeah, yeah. And also what God has freely wanting to give us. You see? All right. Amen. You're, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it because y'all know the story. Pastor Fields didn't date mm -hmm. light complected women. That's true. Yeah, he was, you know, 
Never dated black, like complected women in my human spirit. But I'm thanking God for this little like complected lady sitting on this front row here. <laughs> you see? That was the Holy Spirit. Y'all need to hear what I'm saying. What the Holy Spirit does gives you what God would have you have, not what you think you're dreaming of. You see? Right? Oh, yeah. All right. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. And we want words taught by the Holy Spirit. You know what gets me sometimes when people come to church? You know, before you get up Sunday morning, you ought to be praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch Pastor Fields, who's speaking, touch his spirit, Holy Spirit, move him, and give him the lesson you would have me to have. And then you should pray, so, and give me an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to me this morning. Amen. That's how it ought to be. Those words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. And so what we want spiritual reality. Teach me, Holy Ghost. Give, give me a spiritual reality. I want to know. I want spiritual realities. Don't, don't play around with me. Just put it out there. Man, you live so good that you, you can't stand yourself. As I say all the time, people think I'm joking. I'm for real. I'm feeling so good, I'll be two of me. All right, go ahead. No. If you're living in the Spirit and you feel it full of the Spirit, you have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit within you, and God through the Holy Spirit is revealing to you God's blessings, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Hold it. Jesus said, but I come to give you life and life more abundant. So the Holy Spirit, I talked to the Holy Spirit, said, Holy Spirit, you know, what Jesus said, Jesus told me that you would give me life and life more abundant. And what you give me, Satan can't take from me. You see? Verse 14 says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. So why do you keep trying to get these persons who don't have the spirit to understand what the spirit of God is saying to you? Wow. Wow. Waste of time. They can't understand it because they don't have the spirit. And what we do too much of, we waste too much of our time trying to get a person in the human spirit to understand a spiritual thing that's coming from God. They can't get it. You see? You can pray, do all that. I wish my son and my daughter listened. No, you wish your son and your daughter get saved and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they will listen to you when you speak through the spirit. Okay. Okay. Those consider them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. They think you here this morning is foolishness. Why did you go to church? All they want is your money. You know, everybody's heard that. And men are the worst about it. I ain't going to go to church. All they do is stay in there all day. And if you've been in an African-American church, come on, amen, you're there all day. And then you go back for the rest of the evening. But anyway, you know, that's all they want to do is do this, you see. So they don't understand why you're sitting in here this morning. You see? Because they're not in the spirit. Whether you all know it or not, you didn't come on your own this morning. You didn't wake yourself up. The Holy Spirit woke you up this morning and put it on your mind. You need to go to church. And if the Holy Spirit, this is the loud group, and the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, 
and you come to church, then he's got something prepared for you to hear and for something to put in your life to better your life. Amen. Right? That's what we do. You see? Now, from the passion, someone living on an entirely human level <laughs> rejects the revelations of God's spirit. They can't have a spiritual revelation. They can't see it. A revelation is something you can see before it gets there. They can't see that. You see, that's why, remember what I told you? When you make a decision, you make a decision with the Holy Spirit because it'll outlive you. You all got kids up in here. You always got children in here? You need to hear what I'm talking about. When you make that decision, you need to make sure that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you because that decision may outlive you. Okay. Again, he can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. They can't understand it, but we understand it. Everybody in here, you got the Holy Spirit with you? You come in here with an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say to you? Then you ought to get a spiritual revelation when you walk up out of here. You may be driving in your car tonight when you're resting. You ought to get a spiritual revelation. Or you may want to pray and say, Lord, I heard pastors say that you would give me a revelation. I'm praying that you give me a spiritual revelation because I have a child that I don't know how to deal with this child and I need a spiritual revelation. I need you, Holy Spirit, with your wisdom to show me and guide me and to lead me in how to deal with my son or my daughter. All right. Amen. All right. You see? All right. Okay. And then again from the voice, but a person who denies spiritual realities will not accept the things that come through the Spirit of they God. They can't accept the things that come through the Spirit of God. That's why some folks can sit up in church and they say, I didn't, I didn't feel anything today. Well, this is not a feel-good church, so I hope you didn't come here to feel anything. <laughs> the only feeling I want you to get out of here is like, man, that was tough. Yeah. Right. Again, they all sound like foolishness to him. Well... He is incapable of grasping them. They can't grasp this. They're incapable of grasping this. You ever felt good about a message and went and called somebody up? And they say, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, what do you think Chief's going to do today? <laughs> they can't grasp what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. And that is because they are disseminated, which is spread throughout the body, discerned and valued by the Spirit. See, you want to be discerned by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I want the Spirit of discerning. Discerning shows me insight and understanding about situations and circumstances. Right. You see, it shows me how to judge. It gives me knowledge and intelligence, spiritual intelligence. It teaches me and shows me the difference between good and evil. Only the Holy Spirit can give you that. That's right. Human wisdom can't do that. Right. Only the Holy Spirit can deal with that. All right? Now to verse 15. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. The person with what? Spirit. Makes judgment about all things. Mm -hmm. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. Read that part again for these insecure folk up in here. So the person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. Why are you hung up on what somebody's judging you about? 
That's right. That's about the craziest thing I ever heard of. That's right. I'm not judged by human judgment. You see? That takes away all your insecurities. Teach your children that. Yes. Okay, but they can't judge you. You don't let no human being judge you. You see? You don't even have the spiritual right to judge me. You see? I like that because y'all know I'm on the edge anyway about, about me. No, call it holy boldness. And it bothers me sometimes. I watch Christians that don't have that holy boldness walking around here talking about somebody hurt your feelings. What? How can somebody hurt your feelings and you know who you are in Christ Jesus? You've been made by Christ Jesus. You're living his purpose out in your life and you're upset about what somebody said to you? That makes absolutely no sense. It's defensive to God. Can I say it this way? It's blaspheming. I'm a child of God. You hurt my feelings. Well, are you kidding me? Y'all understanding me? It's not allowed in this church. Am I your pastor? It's not allowed in this church. You see, I'm your spiritual coach today. No. Who you care about somebody? You see? I, Isaac told me, said, Dad, you wear that. That's pretty good. You ought to deal with that. I'm taking the coat off because it's hot up in here. <laughs> what he's talking about, you know. Do I care whether you like my shoes or not? Are you guys kidding me? And come on, women, y'all are worst at it. Because some knucklehead done told you something and you listen to him and not the power of the word, what God has called you to be? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Can't judge me. Get me out of this because I'm going to run off. <laughs> All right, again from the passion puts it this way. Those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things. That's right. I'm in the spirit. I'm carefully to evaluate all things because I'm under the influence of the wisdom of the what? The Holy Spirit. So are you. Live it. And they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. No one but God. That's right. This is what it says. No one but God. That's right. When you walk out of here, my, uh, my uh, grandson, I hope he doesn't mind me telling you this, uh, is one of the best ball players in the country, okay, of course. And he's at one of those, you know, upper-class schools, and so there's a lot of white kids there. And one of them told him that, well, if I was tall as you and as fast as you, I'd be a better athlete. Well, that didn't make good sense to me. You know, if I was bigger, I'd have been a defensive lineman instead of running back, but that's what God made me. But here's the one, listen to me. Another one told him, he's a field now. Another one told him that, this white kid told him, said to him, if uh, I was black, and like you, I'd be a better athlete. Now, he's biracial. He said, you'd be a poor athlete because I'm half white. <laughs> That's true. That's how you handle that. Love that. That's good stuff. Isn't that good stuff? Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. And from the message... Spirit can be known only by spirit. Spirit can be known only by spirit, period. That's right. God's spirit and our spirit are open to communion. To That's right. I want to commune with God's spirit, 
When you walk out of here today, that's what you're going to do. You're going to commune to God's spirit. All right, now I'm about to finish it up. Spiritually alive. I'm what? Spiritually alive. Spiritually alive. And Christians, that's what we're supposed to be walking around here. We're alive. Spiritually alive. All right? We have access to everything God's spirit is doing. You got access to everything God is doing. Man, you special this morning. All right. And can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Again. Can't be judged by unspiritual critics. No unspiritual critic should be judging you. Can't judge me. You ain't spiritual enough to judge me. That's right. Don't go around and say, Pastor said it. No, you say it. You can't judge me. You ain't spiritual enough to judge me with your unspiritual self. That's right. That's right. All right. And lastly, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. What kind of mind you got? The mind of Christ. What kind of mind you got? The mind of Christ. What kind of mind you got? The mind of Christ. Then start living it and acting like it. Amen. Amen. All right. All right.